0: Ron loose Cody Del Mendo buddy we're going streaking seven going streaking streaking, Ron we're going streaking streaking in September of a lost season I know isn't it wild we're gonna talk all about
1: it is it bad that like as soon as they won I was like we're fucking back baby (laughs) (laughs) I'm like we're back all these motherfuckers (laughs) they think we're not gonna be anything worth shit in 20 until 2024 2025 and I'm like Dude, you haven't watched. We've never wavered. We never left. We were always here, Ron. This is like the game, like this streak. This is, this is like what we deserve. Like me and you, like we deserve this end of the season after how the end of July went and how August went and how everyone thought that this team was just absolute trash. Articles out there comparing this team to the 2012 team. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is the, this time right now is our moment to just kind of, I guess, I don't want to say be petty, but I guess we're being petty because we, yeah, we were right. We were right. This team is not nearly as bad as that 2012 team. This organization is nowhere near where it was in 2012. Like a mm-hmm. lot of people were saying, how a lot of the Chicago media said, how a lot of the national media said, and I didn't mean to interrupt. I know you have You're your okay. skill. You have to do. <laughs> I just had to get that out, man. Like this, this weekend, today's game, just absolutely like it goes. You got to give the credit to Jed Hoyer and yeah. the Cubs player development and scouting because a lot of this lineup is just guys who have never had a full chance to really show what they got. And they're they're thriving right now, man. Like yeah. I'm a, I'm at the point where fuck it, let's roll with Frank Schwindel at first base. Like he's just killing it
0: right now. He's been unreal, like for the season. And this includes for those that may not recall, eight games with the A's where he was atrocious. I think he hit like 154 with the Athletics. He's still batting for the season like 340. Right. It might now be higher. I think it was 340 entering that last at-bat where he got the game-winning single. So just the mind-blowing just blowing nature of that. Because, again, and, and I know every, I've been seeing the tweets. Everybody's, you know, quote-tweeting the official tweet from the Cubs of them claiming him off waivers and, like, oh, you know what I mean? And just, like, everybody's like, this aged so well. And it's like, and it did. And it's weird. Because, like, literally they acquired him and everybody was like, who the – fuck is frank schwindel yeah everybody was like schwindel's just a made-up character he's a b he's a he's a video game (laughs) yeah he's a created character in a video game because nobody knows who the hell he is and like here we are you know because he is doing so well and again dude i mean honestly like i think for you and i both today there was no need to ask us how we're doing today because the cubs have won seven straight fucking games man like seven straight man it's awesome it's it awesome. It's absolutely we, awesome. We
1: know the season is over. We know that yeah. there's they're not making the playoffs. I mean, if they won out the entire month, which won't happen, but if they somehow won that many games in a row, I think they'd finish with like 87 wins. So I, like that's how much the Cubs are out of it right now. Like they yeah. they like that's that's how bad August was, un- yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, but nine and like, twenty one, I think, in the like, month of August, right? Or no, it's nine and twenty-one over a span of thirty games, two consecutive times. Right? So they, you know they lost over forty games over so, in a span of yeah. sixty games. So eighteen 40. and forty-two. Yeah, yeah. So I, and it, it was bad. It was bad, no doubt. It's but bad, that includes okay. that includes that includes when Rizzo, Baez, and, and Bryant were here too. Sure, you knows. know. So sure, um, I think what's special about this team now with what we got is you know. It took them a minute because none of them were acclimated with the, the team. You know, none of them knew each other, at least most of the lineup. Like, they have settled in. They have found their, their uh, you know, their, their role. They know what they do. And, I mean, it's just, it's fun to watch because it gives you a little bit of insight of what we can see next year. And it gives Jed Hoyer yep. an idea of who they can keep. Right. And which then they can focus more money on probably pitching. Honestly,
0: you know, and uh,
1: it's, it's, it's great because now, you know, after the trade deadline, everyone's like, you know, no one, a lot of people didn't think that, you know, Rizzo, Brian or Baez would come back based off, you know, how that shit went down with the media and like their radio interviews and stuff. But, you know, all of that has passed and, you know, we got these guys and as much as I would love to get one or two of those guys back, it's not necessarily a must thing at this point. That mm-hmm. said, I still would love to get Anthony Rizzo back, but, you know, and, and Chris Bryant, but you, like I'm just it doesn't make it a lost offseason if it doesn't happen. I'm not saying what we got is going to take us to the World Series next year. But I am saying you have some pieces. Alfonso Rivas today in the eighth inning, like an eight or nine pitch at bat. Like, how many times over the last three, four years do we get at bats like that from from guys who just grind out at bats? How many times? Not very often because our lineup was so – it was loaded with power hitters who either hit homers or strike out a lot. We didn't have, like, those grinded out at bats – at bat, guys who just try to make contact and get on base and stuff. And this lineup right now is just full of those types. And Frank Swindell's is hitting bombs to make up for the power. You know what I mean? And Patrick Wisdom. I know Patrick wisdom's had a tough homestead, but like, you know, we're, we're getting, I think I saw a tweet from Jesse Rogers today, I guess uh, with Ian Haps homers, 13 straight games where they've hit a Homer. Yeah. And I guess they didn't do that over a span of like the last two or three years or something like that. I think it was like
0: 2019 was the last time they did something even remotely close to that.
1: Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, there's just a lot of really good stuff out of this. And I'll, I mean, uh, Aaron, AKA dope Redbeard, in the comments, you know, he's like, I was off the, the HAP train to be honest. And I was too, but he's like, he's really come on. And he's been a big part of why the Cubs are winning seven games in a row right now.
0: He really you know, has been,
1: and I guess you again. You can go find my old tweets. I I I didn't slander the guy. I was just like I was just off the wagon of like keeping this guy around because he just wasn't performing. Yeah, but you know, since mid August, man, he's he's been playing like like his like he's playing for his his job. You know, and yeah, I yeah, uh, it's tough. Again, it's tough because he started playing well whenever it didn't matter, but like I'd rather have a good Ian Hap than not have a good Ian Hap and, you know, roll with that next year and maybe get a guy you can, I don't want to say platoon with, but also have someone who can play a backup role Mm -hmm. with him and, you know, roll that way because you're going to spend less money and then you then be able to focus more money on the important positions, you know? So I, that's it's tough, but I, I you know I just it's it's just been fun to watch him get back to like what we saw like for the first month of 2020 and in the 2019 because I mean he supplied the offense today essentially outside of Schwindel's uh, go ahead single in the eighth inning so yep I I just God, this team they just have they have a different vibe that we just haven't really had for the last couple years and it's just like they're not. They're not, they're, it's nothing special. I promise you it's nothing special, but it's like, they're just like Schwindel is like his, uh, single in the eighth inning is just like the perfect example, right? The mm-hmm. way he swung at that ball, he was, you know, just trying to shoot it the other way. And right. there were so many times that we've talked about in the past where it's like, just, just put the ball in play mm-hmm. and good things happen. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen every time, but mm-hmm. in that moment it did. And right. you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's, it's and good to see.
0: It is good to see. And speaking of, of things that you like to see, here's an inter- interesting t- uh, statistic from Jesse Rogers via uh, ESPN stats info. Frank Schwindel is the first MLB player with they go ahead RBI in the sixth inning or later in four straight games over the last four years. He's the first person to ever do it in the last 40 years to have four straight games with an RBI game, go ahead RBI single or hit in general in the sixth inning or later. That's pretty impressive. And really, like you said, I mean, all the offense today really was. I mean, overall, Sonny Gray did pretty well against the Cubs today. And really just the entire Reds pitching staff overall, truth be told, outside of the Ian Happ three-run home run early in the game. And then obviously, Rivas with the big pinch hit single, he moves over to second with the, with the wild pitch. And then Schwindel drives him home then with that with that opposite field uh, hit, like you said. But, I mean, it's just – it's refreshing seeing these guys that you're starting to say, hey, okay, at least they can be a part of the team for 22. You know what I mean? It, it's it's truly something spectacular. And and I, I absolutely love to see it. And, and something interesting here from you, Aaron, in the comments. Uh, maybe Ortega having the year he is is having – is pushed hat to realize he's not locked in the outfield. Maybe. I think this is a very good good comment uh, from Aaron here, Cody, about Ortega and the year he's having. Uh, my boy back there, uh, for <laughs> those that are watching live. But, I mean, it's a good point. I, I really think maybe, plus two, kind of going back to what you said, right? We said, like, we really haven't had this, this kind of vibe with the team in the last few seasons. Right. And I honestly think a lot of that has to do with, A, you were coming off the World Series, the pressure was at an all-time high, and those guys mm-hmm. were under a freaking microscope here in Chicago. And then for the last, Season and a half, it's been where's the extensions? Where's the extensions? What's this core? What's this core? What's this core? Like that pressure, I think, just really built up on this team finally until they eventually collapsed. And the collapse was that 11 game losing streak. And now you're just starting to see a team that we don't have any pressure. There is nothing to lose. And you see these guys, yeah, and they're just playing and they're playing for a job next season, like an Ian Happ a Rafael Ortega, a Frank Schwindel to an extent, even a Patrick wisdom still, obviously. Yeah. Like you said, tough stand, but still having an overall great season. Like,
1: yeah.
0: you know, maybe that was just the key is like this team just needed that pressure and that narrative out of that locker room in order to just be themselves again and play and play to the culture that let's be honest. I think we as Cubs fans got used to under Joe Madden mm. and now has been continued happening under David Ross. So it's 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 really nice to see, man. But I'm telling you, Schwindel has been an absolute treat to watch. And we haven't even talked about Justin Steele yet. Who, no. again, <laughs> outside of the the hiccup of getting to the third, in fairness to him, I don't think he's even gotten to the third time through the order. He maybe has done it once in his yeah. MLB uh, starting career at this point. He was electric today. He was efficient. He was K-ing, guys. He wasn't walking anybody. You know, I'm sure he got a little banged up there and beat up in the sixth, but he still gave you damn near six innings today.
1: And yeah, well you'll uh, love
0: to see that. What is fourth start? Right. Well, I thought he, he's he's had more than four four
1: starts, hadn't he? He's so had at least it? I thought As, he's had at least five or six. I thought he's at least had five or six, but I'll I'll, I'll look um, it up for us. <laughs> but uh yeah, steal in that sixth inning, you know, the leadoff walk. I think I tweeted it was like, you know, the baseball gods never forget no, um that happened. Then I think Castellanos came up, added another double. He freaking raked today. Cubs make things right. Pay this guy twenty five million AAV, AAV next this offseason, and let's fucking get uh get this guy back in one of the corner outfield spots. Give me, give, I mean, me but... give
0: me, give me Nicky two bags every day, baby. <laughs> yeah, Nicky two bags.
1: He would be an absolute fucking vibe in that fucking outfield. Could,
0: could you imagine him? wisdom and schwindel and just the vibes that these <laughs> dudes would be like can all three of them go, have a have a no undershirt day in the I middle of july and like all hit right. a home run and do the little you know no undershirt mm-hmm. celebration like no buzz he is not future white socks <laughs> right I, I, I you, guys see, you guys have Coloss, you guys have Coloss, you will be fine <laughs> Well, I also don't think Jerry's going to let Rick Hahn spend
1: $25 million on Nick Castellanos either, but no you know, that's just me, and I'm a Bulls fan, so I know all about Jerry and him not wanting to spend money. Of course, that's not really true this offseason for them, but whatever, historically, the history speaks. Um, But, yeah, man, Uh, after the walk in that double, and then he hit a guy. Um, I think that's when they brought in Cody Hoyer. And I thought yeah. Cody Hoyer did a really good job of getting out of that inning, uh, limiting the damage the best he could whenever he comes in with bases loaded, no outs. Uh, I mean, he gave up what he did. Did he end up giving like all three runs were charged to steal? But did they cut? did all three runs score with
0: Hoyer on the mound? Uh, or did One or two of them. One scored with. Steal on the mound, yeah, because he hit a two, hit two scored guys with back, back Hoyer. to back, yeah, because yeah, okay. Hoyer Hoyer had the the wild pitch and that scored Castellanos when it truly shouldn't have because he actually retreated back to third base and yeah, still was yeah, able to yeah. score because it
1: wasn't a great base running, yeah, it wasn't, and then it
0: wasn't a great throw, wasn't, wasn't a, a great tag throw, by Hoyer, nice yeah. um, and then the double That's ultimately the scored deal. Suarez, then to tie the game, right, yeah, so. I think when Hoyer
1: came in though, all things considered, he did really well to, you know, at least get out of the inning with a tie ball game. Yeah. He continues to pitch very well. I know there's no pressure. I I mean, essentially like for the season, but he is coming in in a high leverage spot and he did very well in it, man. I, I think it's, it's not something that I can't not bring up or talk about because these are moments that he's going to be in next season and beyond because there's no he he's not in the Kimbrel trade if 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 the Cubs don't see him as a guy like that you know what I mean Absolutely. so I I thought he did really well to to get the Cubs out of that that shitty inning and then Scott Efros. like I had to I had to look him up on baseball reference man guy doesn't <laughs> have five innings pitch dude was drafted by Theo Webstein 2015. he's been up and down the Cubs minor league system since then yeah um he's just I mean Again, only like five innings pitched now, but like he just came out there and, and, and pitched two innings. Like yeah. and, and got I, it done. I mean, this is a Reds team in the middle of a playoff chase. Yeah. Like they're like, I don't really know why they didn't pitch Votto today, except for the fact that Steele's a lefty. But like,
0: you know well, votto has been really bad. They said on the broadcast that he's been really bad against lefties this year. As he's I mean, only hitting like two oh five or something against lefties. So that's probably why and probably yeah. just in a, a, you know, just to get him a rest day. I mean true. He is an well, older
1: player now. We'll see him. We'll see him tomorrow. No, no
0: doubt. But, you know, oh, like
1: yeah. what a what a I just like, I can't, I, he, Efros goes out there and gets you two clean innings. He really didn't have any issue. I know what he gave up a a hit to lead off the second inning he pitched, mm-hmm. but you know, he got out of it. I know uh, but that was Kyle, it. That was the only damage yeah, against them all day. Kyle Farmer almost hit one out on him. But I mean, other than that, he was good though. Like yeah. he, he was very good. I, I don't. I don't know how to feel about that, but it's nice. It's it's oh, yeah. good to it's great to see. You know, like yeah. there's just like he's just a small example of like what I've been preaching for the last couple months. You know, like I just like yeah. just player development and like putting guys in position to be successful and like build some confidence for next year and find out a role for this guy and that guy. We clearly have one for Cody Hoyer. We might have one for Scott F. Ross. Didn't see that coming, but we might, you know. Might, yeah. And then uh, even Adam Morgan closing the game out, one-run ball game. He's been one guy that I'm like, why is he still on the roster? I know. For months. Literally, yes. <laughs> I'm
0: like, but why maybe, is he I mean, here, maybe,
1: but... Maybe he's just a, a left-handed specialist guy. I mean, I understood why he was because he came in and faced three lefties, including Votto. But, shit, man, like this bullpen's very much coming together. I know you talked about it in the last yeah. show. Like there's there's just a lot of really awesome things and it all starts with the bullpen right now. Um and Justin Steele, you know, was was very good today. It built off the start from Minnesota. I think if he doesn't get that have that leadoff walk, perhaps he gets through 6. Um but I think his youth really showed in that sixth inning, too, just because, like, you, you have the leadoff walk and then you give up the double and then, fuck, he starts overthrowing and he hits a couple guys. And yeah. and then, you know, Cody Hoyer comes in and saves the day. But I think that really is all about, you know, youth and inexperience and stuff. So, oh, sure. And it, it,
0: the more you know. he pitches, the better he's going to get. I did. Look, you you were correct. This was his fifth start today. Now, OK, uh, for that Justin's sounds about game. right. Yeah, yeah that sounds about right.
1: And, uh, you know. We've seen growth from him in every start, I feel like. And that's yes. not something we've really seen out of Keegan Thompson at all. So I'm just glad to see that one of them has really thrived in this role because, again, because everyone is performing the way they are, it's going to allow the Cubs to spend money in places needed, and they clearly need another starting pitcher this offseason. Yeah. So, you know, you'll, you'll probably have Abert back in the the rotation next year. And bullpen, obviously you so, got yeah. Hendricks and then, uh, Alec Mills, like get, go get yourself a number one, number two guy and put him in between Hendricks and, and steel and Abbott somewhere in that range. And and yeah. you got yourself a rotation that you can go out there and feel confident with, you know? Yeah. Um, absolutely. and then you can throw Thompson back in the bullpen and, and, you know, where he was very good and I'm okay with that. I'm absolutely yeah. okay with that. I know I like early in the year, I was like, let's give Keegan Thompson a start. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, I again, it's only been a couple stars starts for Thompson, but he really hasn't there hasn't been a lot of positive from his starts. Sure. You
0: know? Well, and I think with Keegan Thompson, too, like he strikes me as the perfect kind of guy that can come out of a pen, though, and give you those multiple innings, like right. almost almost in looking on the other side of town. Buzz, if you're still listening, I know you'll appreciate this, buddy, uh, like kind of the Michael Kopeck role. I know he's right. been used a lot more in, like, one-inning appearances lately, but for a little bit there he was doing, you know, two outings, two-inning outings, and that was kind of his mm-hmm. role. And I think you're going to see a lot more of that just in general in baseball as guys that can give you, like, two and three out of the pen, um, you know, whether it's just they want to preserve the rest of the pen that day or, you know, the starter, you know, gets banged around and he has to bring him out in the third or the fourth. Like, yeah. you know, we've seen that. But, uh, you know, going back, too, to your point about Cody Hoyer as we talk in general about this, this pitching staff, I'd like to share some numbers with you really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I know his season total ERA is 3.81, right, and all things considered. But in 16 games as a member of the Chicago Cubs, Cody Hoyer is 2 in 1. Again, shit happens. He has a flat perfect 1 ERA, 1.00 ERA. He's four holds, a save in 18 innings of work and he's only allowing a 180 average against. That shit is cool and tough and also freaking elite like he has been that good since he's gotten to the Cubs and again like you said there was a reason that Jed and Dan and all the other guys in the front office wanted Hoyer in that Kimbrell trade yeah because he's got the upside and he's still a very young piece that's going to be a big part of this bullpen moving forward and like you said maybe Scott F Ross is too yeah. Well, he gave up the hit, which allowed the Reds to score
1: a run or two today. I, don't, yeah. I can't remember if I think they only, oh, yeah, they only scored one run off that, that hit he gave up because Ian Happ had an incredible play in left field to to cut that ball off that was hit out there. Yes. But, Highly um, underrated
0: part of that play. I agree.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, all things considered, you come in with the bases load and no outs. I thought he did great. I thought he Agreed. did great in that situation. And, uh, you know, like I keep saying, man, it's uh it's positive to see because so many people thought that Cody Hoyer was just a throw-in on that Kimbrel mm-hmm. trade. A lot of people. I was me and you both were told that Jed Hoyer was had it what was it? Rick Hahn was holding Jed Hoyer's balls or some shit like that. Something like, crazy I, like that. I, I remember reading a tweet, Duke Coughlin. Yeah. I haven't forgot, brother. <laughs> I haven't forgot. <laughs> we both, buzz if you're Buzz if you're still here, tweet. feel free to relay that to him, man. I I I, I haven't for, I haven't forgot that, you know. Yeah, man. Um, but I I that that was a little petty, and I apologize. Kinda. <laughs> I know they're good. I know the I know the socks are good. They're gonna they got a deep run in them. I I know, but uh, you know it's it's good to see because uh, I don't know about you. I just saw this today, but. I saw Nick Madrigal posting a picture on Instagram working yes. out at the Cubs' facilities. And I don't know about you, brother, but that got my, that made my hair stand up a little bit. Got me excited they because did. you're going to add that guy to this lineup next year, and this guy's never hit below 300 in his entire life. Like, can uh, you can can you <laughs> imagine a
0: lineup where you have one, two, three? If you add him four, and if he comes up five, maybe. At least four guys that can probably hit 300 over the course of a season. You got Madrigal, you got Horner. If they bring Frank back, I mean, fuck, he's hitting 340 something right now, and, <laughs> a- and 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 Nick Castellanos is hitting over 320. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then I and mean, then that- and then maybe just maybe, like, what if Brendan Davis flirts with oh, 300? Dude, we haven't even had to.
1: That's the thing is, like, Brennan Davis, there's no doubt. I have no doubt that he isn't that he is going to be on the Cubs at some point next year, man. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I love Rafael yeah. Ortega, but he is going to be a bridge to Brennan Davis. Brennan Absolutely. Davis is going to be out in center field at some point next year for the Cubs, and he's going to be the guy for however long, hopefully a long time. I was going to say, dude. Next, Albert Almora. Al- Al-
0: <laughs> Honestly, like, Brennan, Brennan Davis, I think the crazy part with him is, like, just hearing the interviews that he's conducted, too, and you know, some of the stuff he does, and like he's pretty interactive with the fans on Twitter and stuff like he's given me that, like, next face of the franchise type vibes. Yeah, and mind you, this is also the same front office that dra- when they drafted Brennan Davis, because everybody's like, "Oh wow, he went in the second round," and it's like, "Yeah," because a lot of people didn't totally know about him. This is also the same front office that found a uh, a superstar by the name of Mookie Betts in the fifth round. Yeah, yep, that's correct. and like and Brennan Davis's minor league run. For those that don't know, his like I think it's his WRC plus or something over the course of like his early minor league career, or whatever it was, like his first like maybe 200 at bats or something like that. And they compared him to a bunch of like essentially elite players right now in the major leagues. Mm-hmm. And like, he had like better minor league stretches than guys like Manny Machado. Yeah. Like yeah. all things considered, he's probably going to be a pretty fucking good player. <laughs> like, right. Um,
1: and then last oh. night, it was great to see uh, Jordan Wicks out in South yeah, 10, get, yeah a, only, get an inning,
0: got an inning um, in. Yeah.
1: Started but, that game. Uh, you know, we'll see how he does the rest of the month of September down there. And then, We'll see where they start him next year, you know, and, uh, you know, he's a pitcher, so he might take a little bit longer than a position player, but right. you know, there's a lot of stuff going on on the farm right now. And, uh, there was an inning today in today's game. They had Elise Miniker on, on marquee talking with and Very big fan and, uh, of her too, by the Deshaies. way. And, yeah, no, She's I like really her good. as well. Yeah. Um, and she was talking about the Cubs minor, uh, the guys in, in, uh, in Iowa, mm-hmm. like Brennan Little was a guy that I remember her saying. Yes. Um, but. What was awesome was that she was talking about these guys, and Justin Steele struck out two consecutive batters, and then got Castellanos to, to ground out or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. That was just like a moment where I'm like, the future there's, is bright, people. There's hope. It's yeah. there's hope. There is there is things to get excited about. It was like if I didn't have my car issues yesterday, there's No way that I would have not at least thought about going to Wrigley today for that Justin Steele start because it looked like it it was obviously. I I live in Chicago, it's a beautiful day out there. The it's fall weather, September type vibes, minus going to the playoffs, but still like just fun. Yeah, and today's game was a fun one, man. Yeah, kind of like the last time I was on with you, like you got a little bit of everything, and yeah, uh, really did, you know. Yeah, I, another great. another thing that we should mention too, Andy Green, undefeated as the manager for the Cubs.
0: <laughs> all things considered,
1: <laughs> all things considered, man, there's just a lot <laughs> of good stuff, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it it's it's refreshing, you know what I mean? Like you and I talked about it. They're not gonna be in the playoffs, just realistically, it's just too hard at this point. They dug themselves oh, yeah. in too far of a hole. But at least if you ha- again, if you have that 500 or better month, like you talked about, sir you know, at least you're building something for the future because at least these guys are all playing meaningful baseball in the month of September and are being put in situations that they're going to need to be used to when the time comes for this team to compete. And, you know, sure, maybe only a handful of the guys that are currently on the roster are still on this roster when this hopefully, you know, next great Cubs team potentially wins a World Series. But, like, even if a few of them are, it's still great just – you know what I mean? It's just that they, it's that great development that they need. And then we get to continually see this development from this player development group in the front office and truly the work that they put in, especially over the last three and four years, really, since they started implementing the pitching lab, since they've started, you know, Dan Kantrovitz has come into the organization. We're starting to see the, the fruits of their labor now over these last couple of seasons. And that I it's think true. too is refreshing because, again, like you said at the very top of this t- the show today, This is not the 2012 Cubs. It's not. It's a very different framework. Yes. Are they bad right now? Sure. Are they going to lose games? Yes. Are they going to compete for a World Series in the next year and a half? Probably not. But that doesn't mean that we're going to be sitting here in 2025 going, oh, this is finally the year. Hopefully by 2025 we're saying this is year three of we're actually legitimate contenders. And then they just start to become a factory like the Oakland right. Athletics and the St. Yes. Louis Cardinals where they can just pull uh, up no-name Joe Blows out of Triple-A Iowa. I love the way that you explain that. Yeah. I love it. And they just the come Cubs in and step just in.
1: be I want the Cubs to just be an assembly line of
0: of something. Yep. Cuz then you never have to worry about a bad contract ever again because if guy if they think a guy's going to get paid too much, you can just let him walk and you replace him with something that you built in your factory.
1: Right, exactly. Oh, you just said it perfectly, man. All, and all in all, just good stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, man. Great. It was a great <laughs> game today, man. I mean, I know we got to, unfortunately, are under some time constraints for today's episode. So uh, we'll go ahead and look forward. Uh, I do want to, again, Wix was good last night. I actually recorded it. I'm going to try and watch it tonight and just to uh, get that feel for you just how it's one inning. So you don't have yeah, to it's okay. wait too long. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, I can watch 10 minutes. Also, huge shout out to our friend, uh, Max Bain. One pitcher of the week, I believe it was, for the South Bend Cubs. So uh, shout out to your friend of the program, uh, Mr. Max Bain. He's been very, very good uh, with the South Bend Cubs. But, yeah, once again, man, I mean, Cubbies win 4-3 today over the Reds 7 Seven straight games is unfreaking believable. So we will look ahead to tomorrow. Uh, we got used to a lot of day baseball over the last four days, but the Cubs and Reds will be back at it tomorrow evening at 640. Um, now that it's September, they go back to the same rules as April, where instead of a 705 or a 710 start at um, on a weeknight, it's a 640 start. Kind of cool. Gets us on the air a little earlier than we usually are. Uh, but, again, Tuesday, September 7, 640, Reds and Cubs at beautiful Wrigley Field. The usual suspects uh, in Cincinnati, WLW7. Valley Sports Ohio 670 to score WRTO 1200 marquee sports network here in Chicago the Reds are trotting out left-hander Wade Miley who's having a monster season he's 11 and 5 a 297 ERA and 114 case he's been very very good Cubs have been able to knock him around a little bit but overall he's been very good and the legend Adrian Sampson is on the mound for the Ooh, Cubbies tomorrow. yes. 0 1, a yes. 159 ERA and 11 Ks. Obviously, very small sample size for him, but when he has pitched, he's pitched well. So Been
1: very good. Yeah. Cody, I'll There's turn it over to you. man. He has. How many innings pitched has he? Does he got?
0: Uh, let me uh, let me let me get that uh, statistic for you here real quick. As as the page loads, yeah. we've got uh, officially 11 and a third innings in across five games with one start. Okay.
1: Yeah, so um, Wade Miley threw a no-hitter earlier this year, back before the sticky stuff was was a... Have we had a, a
0: no-hitter thing. since the whole sticky enforcement? Like, that's an honest-to-God so. question. I don't, think, don't we think we have we either. Have.
1: I don't think so. Huh. But, um, just a yeah, point. I mean, uh, I think the last two shows I've been on, I've taken Ian Happ, and he has done something. <laughs> so... Um, I for my fly fly W tomorrow, I'll take him. Even though I think Wade Miley's a lefty, so he'll be batting right handed tomorrow. But Ian Happ hit a homer in Minnesota as a right handed hitter. It was a nuke too. So I don't know. I just think Ian Happ's going to keep it going. Or if he doesn't play tomorrow. I do like Michael Hermosillo to uh, come on and do something because, again, if Wade – I believe Wade Miley's a lefty, right? He, he is a lefty. He is, yeah. If Wade's yeah. a lefty. Yeah, so I would – I believe – yeah, actually I'm actually going to switch. I've talked myself into switching. Michael Hermosillo probably starts tomorrow. I'm going to ride with him because he Love just that. matches lefties. Um, Again, I wish he played every fucking day. But when you're winning seven straight, I guess I can't complain too much. But, uh, yeah, no, I – you know, I'll be at the game tomorrow um solid i I don't know who i'm gonna be there with but i'll be there um nice i think section 215 or 216 somewhere behind home plate in the 200 level so uh feel free to send me a dm on twitter at cody on tap and uh if you're out at the ballpark or in the neighborhood maybe i'll have a beer with you whatever um yeah man i i don't know i don't really have much it's just like keep 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 rolling and Will uh, you know, the Cubs will lose eventually, but I just love the way they're playing right now. Even if they had gone another four and four, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause remember before I think it was right before September 1st, I was like the, the Cubs went four and four to end the month of August and was just like, all right, let's get, give me a 500 month of September. I got ratioed people fucking shit on me and they all look fucking stupid right now. You hate to see that. Um, But that. you really do. But uh, you know, like, here we are. We're six and zero in in September, and you know I will lose eventually. But just like give us a give us a quality loss if you lose, like just yeah, like just make it fun. Give us got force Andy Green or whoever's being the the manager to put guys out there in situations you're going to use them next year, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just keep that going because I that's a lot more fun than just losing every single game by 10 runs and giving up 15 runs a game and shit like that, which absolutely. I felt like it was like every single day in August. So it's just nice to see this team kind of turn the corner and kind of like, you know, start moving in the right direction and, and moving for the future and, and building momentum. Like it's, yeah, it, it's, it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. It, it, it does make everything that happened in July feel a lot better. And they also, I think, I don't know if playoff teams see that, but I do feel like there are teams in front offices out there that see that the Cubs are playing well right now. And I don't think that goes unnoticed. I think that is something that shows that, Hey, this organization isn't as inept as the Chicago and national media have said, uh, since the trade deadline.
0: Yeah, no, for sure, man. I I agree with everything you said. Would like to make note. The Cubs are the hottest team in baseball, uh, Quickly followed by Seattle and Toronto, who are both on five-game winning streaks. But wow. how's this team in baseball right now? Lowy, ladies and gentlemen, Chicago Cubs. But, yeah, man, I, I agree with you for tomorrow. Uh, expect to see a lot of righties in the lineup. is a guy I expect to see in lineup. Would not be surprised either, and he's actually going to be my fly-the-W pick if we see David Bodie return to the lineup. Uh, he's actually a two two 286 career hitter against Wade Miley. He's got a couple RBIs as well against him. So would not be surprised if he plays – Maybe they gave Patty Wise a day off with him being a little cold. Maybe Bodie plays third tomorrow or Duffy plays third and Bodie plays second. We could see some type of that look, you know, rotation on the infield. Um, I feel like Schwindel's always a good pick, but I'm going to roll with Bodie just to switch it up and make it different. I expect him to be uh, in the lineup tomorrow. And I'm actually kind of excited to see Adrian Sampson because again, he's a 159 ERA. He's been really good. Um, just another no-namer. I, I would love it if the, if the, thing that used to piss me off about the st louis cardinals that they could just find some random ass guy that had two first names and <laughs> throw him into the starting rotation and he was good like if the cubs start doing that i am going to be a little kid in a candy store because that's just gonna right. make me so happy and if that continues to happen with guys like adrian sampson i'm all for it and i'm here for it so uh but i'll, I'll roll with david Bodie for tomorrow but i do like your Hermosillo pick and yeah if the, if you're listening and you're out at the ballpark tomorrow night go say hi to cody and uh as for Samson, though, I guess I'll just say, you know, just keep. I I don't
1: really know a lot about him, so it's hard for me to even say. But just like, fair. <laughs> I, I guess either. I I guess the thing is is just to, I guess keep the momentum building. You know, for yeah. him. I yeah. again, I don't know where he came from, who he is, who even drafted him. If he was on another team, did the Cubs draft him? I don't know. I had I, this is mm-hmm. something I have to go to his baseball reference page and look up. But you know, eleven and a half. Well, you said eleven and two thirds innings of just, eleven and uh, a third. But, yeah. 11 and a third, like, Hey man, if, if he keeps it rolling the rest of the month, you know, that's another arm in that pen for next year. Yeah, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens with that. But Mm -hmm. I do, you know, I, what's nice, I think to end the show, I think what's the most beautiful thing is just like, it's so nice to see the Cubs have found a way to develop some pitching, man. Absolutely. So Nice. Not that they not that I didn't think that they were doing it, they just weren't doing it a lot. And they, you know, no one wanted to give them credit for making trades for pitchers like Kyle Hendricks, Alec Mills, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But you know, as far as homegrown, you know, drafted and you know, and and grew themselves, like it is nice to see that we we have a plethora of them right now. And maybe Adrian Sampson's one of those guys. So I guess we'll see you tomorrow night. Um I'm ready Fu- to be heard again, brother. I'm ready to be
0: heard again. <laughs> I feel that, man. Fun little fact about Samson. He's actually been drafted twice. He was the 16th round pick in 2011 by the Marlins, and then he was drafted in the fifth round in 2012 by the Pirates. Um, and eventually he debuted uh, versus the Boston Red Sox on June 18, 2016. I believe he was a member of the – yes, he was the Seattle Mariners at that time. So he's actually wow. been around the block. He is 29 <laughs> years old. Um, yeah. Fun little fact about tomorrow's starter. Adrian Sampson and before we get out of here everybody do want to remind you Cubs on tap the official Cubs podcast of the on tap sports network check us out www.ontapsportsnet.com at on tap sports and on social media pod specific accounts are at cubbies on tap that's C U B B I E S. Twitter and Instagram for that I am at loose on tap Cody's at Cody on tap and then follow all of our other great contributors at juice on tap at Joe on tap at Marty the ball at the right Three Twenty Six, and everybody else that does good work for us here at Cubs on tap. Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, we got all that, too. And, yes, Cubs fans, we all know Sox fans. Send them to us as well. www.ontapsportsnet.com, at tap on social media. The tap Sports Network. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining Cody and I today on this actually very fun show to talk about. Cubs win. Uh, steel looked good, all things considered. Schwindel, the legend, continues for him. And uh, we're going streaking seven in a row. Going streaking, uh, baby. Seven in a row for the Chicago Cubs as they look to make that eight in a row tomorrow uh, with Cody in attendance against Wade Miley and the Cincinnati Reds. So, Cody, what do you say, man? We get out here the only way we know how to here at Cubs on Tap? Yep. Fuck, fuck the Cardinals. Let's go, Cubs. Let's
1: go, Cubs.